Hey guys, welcome into the show. Happy Monday. It is March 27th. Oh, we are ready to kick off another great week of CancelThisShow.com. You can always jump in at CancelThisShow.com, of course. I'm Vic Faust with Tab of the Hassle. Lizzie Sparks in studio running our social media. Scotty Yurkin on the boards. Eric Johnson on the way. A full house and a full show. That's how we like to kick off the Monday start time. Of course, you can catch all of our original content at CancelThisShow.com. Once again, CancelThisShow.com. We are 8 to 10 a.m. Central, Monday through Friday. You can catch our episodes live after the show as well, and all day, and all the time. And I would also encourage you to go back and check out our episodes. A lot of them are evergreen, too, about what's happening in this country, what's going on in the world. And if you didn't realize, oh, yeah, I can go back in and check everything out. Yeah, the shows are all there, so you can check it out and see what you've got. Okay, with that being said, too, we got another big show today coming up in about 23 minutes. We've got our legal analyst, Brad Young. He'll be joining us. He wanted to talk about something to get you up to date on St. Louis Circuit Attorney, Soros-funded Kim Gardner, the latest there. Um, Following that, quickly, we're going to talk to a dad whose son was murdered in St. Louis City. He wants right. He's like, nobody will cover his story. No news will cover the story. They won't get into it all about what's actually happening. So anyway, we'll get into that as well. Also... We've got news on Fauci. We've got news on Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey. We've got news on Holly Holm, UFC fighter. We need more people like her calling out the pushing of kids into trans situations. Russia news. Honduras news. Oh, and Donald Trump back in the news. Of course, he loves to stay in the news. Um, we're going to get into it all. Uh, real quick as we jump in, hope everybody's weekend was was pretty good. Um, we are a news headline show. We cover news headlines. We cover politics. We do society and, of course, cancel culture at its finest. And with that being said, if Tabitha says, hey, there's something going on that I think is really, really, really concerning, we jump into it. Tabitha, you want to start with this Russia situation that you said that's very concerning when it comes to uh, putting people in certain positions in Ukraine and Russia? Absolutely. You know, over the weekend, we heard that Putin has made a decision to, and, and this is something that they've talked about for many months. It, it didn't come out of nowhere that they are. he is going to station tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. This is something that has been discussed and threatened many times over. And he has finally signed an official agreement that he will store tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. And of course, the world has just gone crazy over it. We have France and, you know, other parts of Europe who are saying, uh, Italy, that we're not going to allow this. So now they're all trying to call a summit. All the NATO countries are trying to call a summit to try to stop Putin from placing the tactical nuclear weapons in Belarus. And now they wouldn't, even though he's already signed the agreement, they are not expected to actually be placed there until July. Okay. But he, you know, he's threatened it all along. He's always said, hey, you know, United States, hey, Europe, hey, NATO, if you don't stop funding this war in Ukraine, this war against us, I'm going to put nuclear weapons in Belarus. And that's exact. And I will say, like Putin or not, he says he's going to do something. He always does it. He'll give several warnings. And if no one listens, then guess what? He will do it. And that's exactly what he's. So you got concerned because he's actually doing it. I'm not concerned that he's doing it because he has said all along he was going to do it. I'm more concerned that now that the agreement has been written, now that a plan is actually in place and it's not just an empty threat, that we have NATO coming out and saying we need to have 
an emergency meeting to discuss this. We have to stop him at any cost possible from doing this. So when we start talking about NATO saying they have to stop him from pl- placing these tactical weapons in Belarus by any means possible, what, what do they mean by any means possible? How far are they willing to go? How f- We know how far he's willing to go. Okay. How far are they willing to go? All right, I just wanted to get that in. We'll talk about that. We've got Donald Trump's situation. Is his case over? Oh, we're going to talk about it in just a second. But first, we're going to send you, check out our partners, the people who have jumped in with us, who are all over our page, who are trying to sell their products through canceltheshow.com. If you need something, go through them, check them out, let them know. You heard about them from canceltheshow.com. So here's a look at our partners. We'll be back with more right after this. As all of you may know, the home of the Cancel This studio is located at the all-inclusive private jet hangar, Strategic Air Services. Founded in Chesterfield, Missouri, they take pride in offering a meticulous approach to private aviation through services that fully manage your trip from takeoff to landing. Strategic Air Services is more than just storage for your aircraft. They offer state-of-the-art amenities to its members and guests. When you are not traveling, you have the luxury of enjoying their world-class gym, conference rooms, lounges, and so much more. Strategic Air Services offers an unparalleled luxury experience for all things private aviation. If you're looking for a new place to call home for your aircraft, give them a call today at 636-400-7601. Again, that's 636-400-7601 or visit their website at strategicairservices.net. If you are having a bad day at work, I can help. Hi, this is Curtis Barks with Complete Auto Body and Repair. We just expanded to Cottleville and St. Peter's and are looking for qualified automotive and auto body technicians that would want to work in a climate-controlled environment. That's right. We offer a fully climate-controlled, air-conditioned, and heated facility in both Cottleville and St. Peter's. Visit us at CompleteAB.com. If it's not perfect, it's not complete. Others can't compete with Complete Auto Body. Bad and service. Oh, yeah, and service. He fixed the car. <laughs> Kathy Big Strick, owner of Experience Real Estate Partners with EXP, has been one of St. Louis, Missouri's highest selling groups for 26 years running. In that time, Kathy and her team have successfully assisted an incredible 4,000 families. So if you're thinking about buying, building, or selling, be sure to put Kathy's group and their experience to work for you, and you can expect to be moved. Just give her a call at 314-276-SOLD. That's 314-276-7653 or find her online at experience-re.com. So are you ready to be the grill master this summer? Well, look no further than Pixie Dust Seasoning. Our custom seasoning blends will take your barbecue to the next level. With nine different blends to choose from, you will have the perfect flavors for any meat or veggie. 
And the best part is our seasonings are low sodium and healthy, so you can indulge guilt-free. Whether you're hosting a big party or just cooking a late night dinner, Pixie Dust Seasoning is the secret ingredient that you would thank us for. So head on over to our site at www.pixiedustseasoning.com to see our store locator, and I'm sure we'll have a store near you. And when you visit the site, be sure to use the code name VIC so they know you came from CancelThisShow.com. Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, if you don't know, is a family-owned business that has been around since 1994, serving some of the best chicken wings in town, no joke. Also known for their fresh burgers, pizza, and incredible smoked meat. Top-notch happy hour specials are included, plus live music every Friday and Saturday. Oh yeah, you can also enjoy their spacious heated covered patio. It's Winties in the Chesterfield Valley, 18,000 Chesterfield Airport Road. Hey guys, welcome back into the show. Cancel this, cancelthisshow.com. Scotty Gherkin, engineer, producer on the boards. Lizzie Sparks in studio, running our social media. Tap of the hassle, I'm Vic Faust. Happy Monday, everybody. Once again, March 27th. Glad you're joining us. Another big show. Lots of things go on over the weekend. We try to take the topics and jump into them, do some deep dives. We don't want to, and we'll give you your headlines. And usually there's a lot from the weekend and Friday news dump. Another big story from over the weekend and coming up at our nine o'clock hour, um, you'll hear the president, Joe Biden. Then you'll hear... Donald Trump, former president, um, put him in his place yet again. We have another Biden moment from the weekend. And uh, not only is it embarrassing, it's scary. He, he doesn't know what countries to talk about, to think anymore. It's Democrats. I'm sorry. We try to be respectful. But if you still respect and want to vote for this man, you have lost your mind. Give me one good reason why. So with that being said, um, going out to the one Democrat that listens to us. Yeah, no, there's more. They're quiet. There's, <laughs> I know. I there's, know. there's only one crazy enough to come in and start talking. They're the silent minority. They're all lurking and, in the shadows. But, but <laughs> <laughs> with that being said, there is some news from the weekend when it comes to this. And the, the, Donald, Trump, the Donald Trump case, no case, whatever, uh, headlines. It's driven me crazy since last Sunday. Um, now... The Donald, I don't know if he's trying to make news or, oh, I don't think there's going to be a case. I think the DA, or at least I believe the DA has already dropped the case, Bragg in Manhattan. Where's this case going? If anything, um, there is no case. Does anyone care? There were 15,000 people at Trump's rally in Waco, Texas. He made a big, made a big presence felt. 15,000 people. People, they said, had been waiting for up to 24 hours. Would that happen to Biden? No. No, no, no. Oh heck, no! Would it? I don't. That didn't even happen for Obama. Quite honestly, no, were there fifteen thousand people who voted for Biden legally? No, no, legally, no, no mail-ins legally. Legally, anyway. Um, with that being said, um, you, you do have from a such. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, from a national situation with that, and we'll see what happens with breaking news or not. The grand jury's still weighing Trump indictment. They're set to reconvene today. And who knows what comes out of that? Once again, I called it theater last Monday. I called it theater all week. I'm still going to continue to call it theater. Theater by which side? Both sides? All sides? The whole thing. The whole thing is theater. A distraction, perhaps? There was never going to be a rest with him in handcuffs, in my opinion. I'll still be shocked. Still be shocked. That one I agree with you on. But regardless of what, I mean, it's, 
it's just it's silliness absolute silliness all the way around with that being said talking about silliness scott could you pop up uh, joe biden when you get a chance with that being said um when we don't look for things intentionally we don't they just come to us on a weekly basis joe biden i don't i mean whether there's two whether there's three once again this stuff i mean it's scary but it's comic relief at the same point in time. Here's Joe Biden. He, he's in Canada. Once again, this, and Tabitha, which Biden is this? To me, this looks like uh, old, this looks like Biden won. I agree. This isn't the newer guy. Or the third guy. <laughs> Biden won. Is standing in Canada in front of parliament. Take it away, Joe Biden. So today... I applaud China for stepping up. Excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> oh my gosh, applaud China. I'm, you can tell what I'm thinking. So today, I applaud China for stepping up. Excuse me, I applaud Canada. <laughs> I'm, you can tell what I'm thinking. So you can tell what he's thinking. Get that? There's nothing up there. Yeah. <laughs> or he likes China. Why, why is China? There it is, China. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. <laughs> I mean... Okay, like I said, funny yet scary. It, it is funny and scary at the same time. People voted for this guy. Did they? People, I, well, some uh, did. No, there's still people. There's no, some that did. You voted. What is wrong with you? Oh, my God. Oh my I, God. I really oh would love God. to see oh someone oh that God. voted for him come in and give solid reasons why they did and why they still like him. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, Trump's never going to let something like that go to waste. So Trump responded and Trump responded and Scotty's going to put that up here in a second. Trump responded at his rally that Tabitha brought up in Texas. And of course <laughs> he tried to have a little fun with what was going on. Here's Trump letting everybody know what, what Joe had just done standing before Canadian Parliament there to thank them, and he was thanking China. I watched Joe Biden yesterday in the halls of Parliament. Canadian Parlement is a beautiful Parliament, and there's Trudeau with his beautiful wife, and they're sitting there laughing and laughing. They think it's so great because they pulled the wool over his eyes. The deals they made for that, that guy, I would never have made those deals. I would never. But I watched Joe Biden. Say, I'd like to thank China. And he's in Canada. And then he goes, oh, because they start screaming at him. The entire room starts laughing. I'd like to thank China. But he's in Canadian Parliament. He said, I mean, um, I mean Canada. The whole place, the whole place was laughing. They're laughing in our country. We don't want anyone to laugh. Nobody laughed at our country when I ran it, I can tell you that. Yeah, so there you go. A legend. Isn't it really think about it? It's a <laughs> it's a phenomena. It, it really is a phenomena, the following that Donald Trump has. The fact that the thousands of people come out of their homes, some up to twenty four hours early, and stand on the tarmac without food, without drink, 
and wait for this man to speak. And they can't go potty or they miss their spot in That's line. Right. So they might even be wearing Depends. They might be. And with that being said, can we wrap up Trump in regards to you said that you had somebody that asked you or maybe it was Lizzie. Oh, yeah. That yeah. wanted you guys to address. Yeah. Someone messaged me last Trump. night. And they, they said, hey, I want to know what's going on because Bill O'Reilly said that Trump and DeSantis could potentially run on the same ticket. And I thought, you know, I'm going to look that up because according to the 12th Amendment, they cannot run on the same ticket because they both are residents of the same state. So the only, and this happened with Bush and Cheney, the only way that Trump and DeSantis could run, run on the same ticket would be if Trump moved out of Florida and gave up his Florida residency. And he'd have to do it. He has up to two weeks before the, the the actual presidency or the ticket is announced. It's not going to happen. This will never happen. Trump and DeSantis will never be on the same ticket. Yeah, and, That's only my get my opinion, but it yeah, will never happen. No, it, Tabitha, it can happen legally. They'd win in it a landslide if they did it, but it probably won't happen. I mean, Trump could has so many different places to live that he could just change it. But I don't think either one will do it together. And I think it's a shame because I think there would be no way they could lose. Too much anim- animosity at this point. Yes, unfortunately. 100% it will never happen. It should not happen. That whole situation went up in smoke Mm -hmm. a few months ago. Donald Trump made sure of that. You've got two strong type A personalities. Trust me, it doesn't work. It It would would never work. work. It will never work. It will never happen. Why Bill O'Reilly would be saying this, I don't know if Bill's just trying to be relevant. I loved Bill when he was on Fox News. But he even knows this. He knows, number one, he's a type A personality. Number one, it would never happen. Ever, 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 ever. Number two, it's not going to happen. And then you've got, then who's going to, who replaces, it's it's just, it's silliness. It's silliness, but we wanted to address it. It's, well, it's important to address. It's never going to happen. Yeah, because. 100%. Exactly. We're always saying, well, it can't happen because they both are Florida residents. They can't run together because according to the 12th Amendment, you know, two people from the same state cannot run together. But yes, there is the loophole that if, if well, tr- DeSantis could not move because and, he's governor. Trump could, but it's still never yeah, going to happen. And and <laughs> as a matter of fact, Trump attacked DeSantis even further yeah, this, this weekend. Week, it yeah. is not going to happen. Yeah, and Trump wants you to talk about it. He wants the publicity. He wants the attention, and that's not a bad thing. I'm just saying that's what he wants. And he put a talk nail. Talk about him. Talk about it. He put a nail in the coffin this weekend. I don't know if you heard the statement that he made. Which one? I don't. He know. made a statement telling Florida. Florida conservatives, that if you currently work for DeSantis, if you support his campaign, you will never see a day in my White House. Yeah, yeah, that's that end of put story. the nail in the coffin. <laughs> well, if it wasn't already there, yes. from that standpoint, it's just it's it is what it is. It's what happening. It's what's happening. We're going to see what happens uh, later today when it comes to the. Uh, is there an indictment? Is there not? What's going on? Um, you know, I I I don't know. I, I just don't know where that whole situation's going. I, I don't either. It's it's one of the first times that I don't even know if I have an opinion. I don't think he's going to be arrested. He's not going to be put in handcuffs. He probably, probably nothing's going to happen. And if it does, it's the dumbest case on the planet. It's just more wasted taxpayer money to go through all of this. Hey, Scotty, can you still see me on the line, buddy? Well, I don't hear Scotty. 
Y'all on the line. What do you mean? You, can you still see me? Because I lost myself. I can see you. Line. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. You lost yourself. Well, yeah, now I you're did. back. I found I, you. I, I lost you're right our, here. You look here. lovely. I, I lost our you. platform. <laughs> I can't see. <laughs> you were lost, but now you've been found. Uh, I hope somebody found me. I that's found for you. sure. Because I can't find myself. Um, so is anything going to happen today with the DA? I, I have no idea. I have zero idea. Um, we just all think it's been one of these sham type of deals. And then now if anybody was in trouble about anything, I thought that would be our, our friend um, uh, um, DA Bragg in Manhattan. That's who I thought we would have the issue with. So anyway, a lot of people may want to see Trump. And DeSantis, not happening, not going not to. Not going to. Not, not after this weekend. It will never happen. No, 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 no. Probably not. And Scotty, just let me know whenever we get Brad Young who comes in. Oh, we got Brad too. Hey, our, our legal analyst, Brad Young. We love to have him in. Hairstyle Fisher and Young. Brad Young kicking off today uh, for Cancel This. Brad, good morning. Happy Monday. We always love you. You know, your your listeners love you. And you got the best mic in the biz. <laughs> well, you know, what's really funny is I do a lot of Zoom uh, conferences with judges and they always feel compelled to comment. And in fact, I had one judge ask me uh, literally just Thursday, she said, my goodness, Brad, that's a large mic. Are you covering for something? Did you answer? Yes. I, I said, well, yes, I'm covering for the fact that, that I'm on the radio a lot. And, uh, <laughs> and I just skipped the entire double entendre because she's a judge. So yeah, of course. <laughs> well, well, Brad, as I a thought, produ- you know, you don't start making phallic jokes with the judge. If she wants to make them, that's fine. But I'm not going to do it. Well, I knew you would have a good answer. You well, are phenomenal. Well, Brad, as a producer, I just got to say thank you. You sound marvelous coming through the oh, airwaves. Very good. Well, uh, thank you to uh, KMOX for providing me with a fantastic microphone. <laughs> it is beauty. It is a beauty. Hey, Brad, um, some things came down at the end of last week you wanted to update us on uh, when it came to Kim Gardner. Now, it was, it's been a relatively quiet weekend uh, in St. Louis and a little bit quiet last week. I mean, there was a 19-year-old shot driving on Highway 70 near Broadway for those in the St. Louis area. But um, what's the latest that you think people need to know the story behind the story when it comes to what Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey did last week with this filing? Well, let me start with, with this, Vic. You were just talking about uh, Alvin Bragg uh, a few moments ago, right, as I was coming on. Mm-hmm. And I, I want you to see the pattern of conduct here because it's, it's, it's not a coincidence. We have the city of New York, high crime. Crime is spiking. It's going up. The, uh, the folks in New York City consider crime to be out of control. And yet in the midst of the New York City situation with Alvin Bragg, he's chosen to focus the resources of his office to go against Trump on a very dubious case that most legal analysts, including including Andrew Cuomo, former New York governor of New York, or former Democrat governor of New York, said is is uh, legally is disastrous. It's it has no foundation, right? But you've got that setup. We have the exact same setup in the city of St. Louis. We have crime, which is the number one issue. We have a prosecutor who's funded by George Soros, just like Alvin Bragg. And yet, if you look at it in the midst of that. Uh, we had uh, Kim Gardner spending time and resources going after Eric Greitens uh, for a dubious criminal charge while ignoring all of the soaring crime that's going on around them. So you see this exact same pattern. Why am I mentioning that? Because we learned a lot uh, on Wednesday of last week when Andrew Bailey filed his response to Kim Gardner's uh, answer to the Quo Warranto. Uh, petition, which is the petition to get her removed from office. 
he pointed out two things which I think are amazingly insightful. Number one, she was trained by something called the Vera Institute, just like Alvin Bragg in New York. The Vera Institute is a wholly funded operation of George Soros, which trains prosecutors how not to prosecute crime in order to focus on social justice. So you've got this training seminar. Not only is Kim Gardner and Alvin Bragg funded personally by George Soros, but they're the, how they approach their office is even trained by George Soros. Well, they have to, Brad. They have to. Don't you think that's insightful? It's absolutely insightful. And, and, you know, because they're following a narrative. I myself, on our old show, I asked Kim Gardner, do you have to follow a narrative because you took George Soros' money? She said, well, yes, of course I do. And that's exactly what Bragg is doing Mm. and other prosecutors all across this country. If you take the George Soros' money, you have to follow the narrative. Yeah, we saw that in Waukesha, Wisconsin, uh, last year, whatever the individual uh, had been released with no bond, no bail, and then he plowed his car uh, through the parade. That prosecutor also was funded by George Soros. But to me, it wasn't just the funding here that, to me, was interesting, Tabitha, but the fact that there's a training institute that's devoted to teach prosecutors how not to prosecute crime. That's the first thing that I think is incredibly insightful that came from Andrew Bailey's response (laughs) last week. Secondly, he pointed out, and the evidence is overwhelming, it's 121 pages long, which I compared it, it's the length of the novel The Old Man and the Sea. It's the exact same page count. If you look at it, he itemizes that Kim Gardner personally dismissed 9,000 cases since 2017 due to negligence, due to malfeasance, or due to we just didn't show up and we weren't prepared, so we're going to dismiss. So that's 9,000 criminals, but it doesn't stop there. There's an additional 2,700 cases that the judges have dismissed in a paltry six-year time frame because the prosecutors showed up. They weren't prepared. They weren't ready to proceed. They hadn't done what they have to do to prosecute crime. So when you put those two numbers together, we've got almost 12,000 criminals in the city of St. Louis who, were, who walked simply because the prosecuting attorney's office, the circuit attorney's office, either willfully, knowingly, or through malfeasance, just let criminals go. To me, that's explosive. Boy, it really is. Talking with uh, Brad Young from Hairstyle Fisher and Young, I'm just, I'm very, very, very curious, Brad. Um, What's the next step in the situation? Well, the next step is, and, and you know what? And I guess I need to say this too before we go any any further, Vic. You know, you, we, you and I talked a lot about Kim Gardner in the past, and literally to this day, I get attorneys that come up to me all the time, saying, "You know, if I did even half of what Kim Gardner did, I would have lost my bar license before." Ooh. I hear it all the time, and so I partially blame the Missouri Supreme Court for this because they had the opportunity in August of 2022 to remove her from office. Had that happened. And had a decent prosecutor been appointed in the city of St. Louis, Janae Edmondson may have her legs today. That's right. Because because they a decent prosecutor would not have allowed Daniel Riley, the defendant who who removed uh, the legs of Janae Edmondson, had fifty one different bond violations. A decent prosecutor would not have allowed that, 
And had the Missouri Supreme Court taken the action that every attorney that I've talked to says they should have done, had they done that, Janae Edmondson would probably have her legs today. So I, I blame the Missouri Supreme Court. Now, so Brad, your question, though, Vic, where do we go from here? Yes. At, at this point, uh, all, all the filings have been made. Uh, the, it's really in the judge's court. It may be that Kim Gardner chooses to file a response to the response filed by Andrew Bailey. But if that comes, it's not going to be enormous or substantive. So having said that, the next thing is the judge has to make a decision. Number one, did the prosecutor just on the pleadings did or rather did the attorney general based on the pleadings carry his burden of proof to show that Kim Gardner either knowingly, willfully or through gross negligence violate the terms of her office? And if so, the judge could remove Kim Gardner from office literally at any time. This isn't something that's going to happen nine months from now or a year from now. This could happen today. I mean, this could happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen today. I'm not I'm not like Trump saying I'm going to get arrested today. Uh, this is it could happen at any time. We just don't know when. But the judge has the power to say either a Andrew Bailey's met his burden of proof. And so Kim Gardner goes. Number two, the judge could say Kim Gardner has successfully refuted the allegation. Therefore, it's going to have to go to a trial before I make a determination. So. Uh, so the point being is, is that we could literally get some news on Kim Gardner being removed from office on a day-to-day -day basis. It's completely up to the judge. But will they? Because the judges always side in her favor. The Bar Association well, stands behind her because they're as woke as some of these judges are these days. That's really true. You know, I, I, uh, I stopped being a member of the American Bar Association about 10 years ago. Oh. Uh, I, just, I just said, I'm not going to give you my money. Uh, because you are truly a woke organization, and I'm just not going to support that. So I, I canceled my American Bar Association membership a long time ago. But, but Tabitha, your point is very well taken. Uh, but the, unlike a panel of judges, this is literally one person. And this judge has already ruled initially, initially, he's already ruled that Andrew Bailey met his initial burden of proof. So it's not as if he's aligned, at least at this point, against Andrew Bailey. He's already ruled in favor of Andrew Bailey, but he postponed making a determination as to whether Kim Gardner stays or goes until after all of the responsive pleadings were filed. Those have all been filed now. So it's squarely in the in the court of literally one judge. Wow. Here we go. Brad, we appreciate it, my friend. Um, hey, real quick, there's yeah. no there's no charges coming on Trump, right? Since you brought up New York. No. Yeah. Now, I, I don't see any charges, and if there are There's. charges, they'll be dismissed because this is a uh, it, it's a it's a Frankenstein type situation where Alvin Bragg is trying to prosecute federal crime under state law and the state charge. The statute of limitations is already run. I mean, it, this has got again like the phrase, it's got more holes than Swiss cheese. And even if an indictment comes, it won't stand. Just another waste of time. Hey, Brad, money. remind it everybody is. where they can get they can catch you. I mean, you're all over the place. You're all over radio, all over town. Well, typically Wednesday nights until baseball season kicks off. Uh, I'm on KMOX 8 to 10. And then uh, 8 to 10 p.m. on Wednesday nights. I've got a legal segment on KMOX Wednesday mornings at 835. And then, uh, and then I fill in for folks over on 97.1. I think next week I'm filling in for Annie Fry on Monday and Thursday, or no, Monday and Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I am got a busy schedule. Hey, more Brad, the better. Everywhere. <laughs> 
Well, apparently my waistline feels the same way because there's more and more Brad, it seems like, every year. You look phenomenal. Brad, you're always. the best. We appreciate it. You've been our legal guy Thanks. for years now going all the way back to the edge. Have a great day and have a better Monday, everybody. Or great to talk to week. you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Brad. We appreciate it. Uh, yeah, Brad wanted to let everybody know what was going on with that uh, Bailey situation. I'm glad that he informed me of that regarding, oh, yeah, there's an institute to teach you how to not prosecute crime under the guise of reimagining policing and under the guise of, well, we need to keep people, you know, uh, just give them less sentences. But once again, there's no education to teach said criminals at a young age what to do, what not to do. So, uh, Brad, thanks for coming in. Thanks for setting us up from that stage as well. On the heels of what's happening with the Kim Gardner situation, we've also got another situation with another interview, and a guy is going to be joining us. His name is Ronnie Robinson, so he'll be jumping in with us momentarily. Ronnie lost his son. Uh, his son was murdered in the city of St. Louis in 2018. And guess what? Ronnie has got no justice. So, Ronnie, we welcome you into the show this morning. Thanks for joining us on CancelTheShow.com. I know we've been working with you to try to make sure your sound was as good as we could get. We're trying to get you in there right now. Ronnie, um, I don't know. Did you hear... Any of the interview we just had with Brad Young and your thoughts there, but I guess I, I heard some of it. I heard to tell in by the time I clicked in, I I heard to tell in that Trump ain't going nowhere. That was good news. So I'm satisfied. Let's tell, move. Tell us about your son. What happened to your son? Why uh, my, and why do you son, want Gardner out of office? My son was killed in 2018. And they only identified him by his dental records. He was burnt up in, this, in the trash in St. Louis. So we didn't have an opportunity to give him a proper funeral. We had to do a, a, a urn, which we had to urn at our house on our shelf, me and the wife. And, I mean, when I was working hand-in-hand -hand with the police, we communicating, talking. They would always tell me, you know, hey, we don't really know what to give to Kim because we take it over there, she don't kick it out. So me being me, the father I am, I went over there and I sat down and talked to her, me and the wife, and she told us, uh, well, you know, uh, Mr. Robinson, since you came to me personally and a parent usually don't come to me, I'll make sure that whatever they have, we don't, we don't work with it. I said, well, let me go to St. I went to St. Clair County. Let me put that out there. I went to St. Clair County and I came back and I met with Kim again. And I said, yeah, Kim, I went to St. Clair County because I heard one of the relatives that, that know some that, you know, in the family might be in Illinois. They might know some. So the detective called the person in interest and the person wouldn't come in. Now, so Kim says, uh, I tell Kim, I said, well, I talked to the state's attorney over there and I talked to Sheriff Watson, you know, over the sheriff's department because I'm really known from over there. So anyway, she went on and on. We don't do this. I don't do this. And get your wife to write, write me letters, get the letters to me. And I get them to Jimmy Edwards and I get them to Lewis, Lewis Reed. I get them to the politicians and we don't, we don't help you try to get this resolved don't make no difference what they got they can bring it over so i'm talking talk to the police and then i called kim back and all of a sudden she all of a sudden now she won't ignore me i'm like man what what you bring this on 
So they had a thing in the city hall, which I sent that had an interview. They had an interview in the city hall getting plaques away. And I snuck in down in the bottom. So she seen me. She shook my hand. Then after she shook my hand, she seen the camera people in there. So she tried to shake my hand again. And I cussed out. Don't shake my hand. I shook your hand once. So they interviewed me after that. And after that, they they took me off the news. They want me on there no more. But it was all Kim leading us to thinking we had a better understanding with her, plus with the police. I got to give it up for St. Louis police detectives. They communicated. They picked up the phone. That woman led us to believe that she had our best interests and she didn't give a darn about us. So my heart ain't ain't is is satisfied to say hey she gotta go you, you ain't had no reason to lie to me and my wife you, you gotta go yeah we're talking you with know, ronnie so robinson your son is is, is it brayon am i pronouncing Breon. it brayon he was murdered in 2018 here we are in 2023 where does the case stand right now well we, we, we she tried to make it seem like that was one of the polices on her list that she wasn't gonna take nothing from how you gonna not take them from the detectives? Are you talking about a detective on the exclusion list? Right. So, so for anyone who doesn't understand, Kim Gardner has an exclusion list, right. and if any she of got those a list of, of, of detectives that she that's ain't right. take them from, and so, so they can go out and investigate a case, they can work on a case, they can make an arrest, but she will not hear their court cases. So all the work they did, and, and I'm sorry for the loss of your son. So all the work they did for your son's case wouldn't even be able to be heard in court because she has deemed that that officer is not trustworthy it is it is egregious it is beyond her scope of duty but well, well, I, I feel like this as a father first of all if that man calls somebody in and investigate him more than four or five times and they flunk a polygraph he say they flunked the polygraph several times he say, but I called somebody in interest of your son case in Illinois. So I need a warrant because he won't come in. So that's when I went to Illinois and talked to the prosecuting attorney in Belleville and turned, turned around and talked to Sheriff Rick Watson in Belleville, Illinois, because I'm originally from Centerville, Illinois. Before I moved to O'Fallon, Missouri, in 2016, before my son was killed, so I went back to Kim and told her yeah. she's telling me, Mr. Robinson, I, I, I don't get with him, but come to find out, you blackball these these detectives. These detectives have worked up up and down trying to figure this out. We have met, we have met, we sit down and talk two three hours. They like Mr. Robinson. You out there, you out there hitting, 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 hitting the street. Most fathers don't do that. I promise. I promise St. Louis that I wouldn't kill none of them. Seriously, and I don't care about no tape. I don't care about none of that. I want Kim Gardner out. If I have to stand in the courtroom and tell everybody she ain't right, how you gonna tell these detectives to go to work? What you paying them to go to work for That's they right. go, if you ain't going to respect them? Yeah, no doubt about it, Ronnie. I don't even know where, I mean, nobody can understand 
the hurt, the pain that you and your family have felt. Um, five years later, you know, nothing happening, no justice, um, which is why um, you reached out to me. Um, I'll, I'll say this. This woman told me, Mr. Robinson, if you put it on tape and drop it off at my office, I got you. I put it on tape. I said, look, I brought people in here from Detroit. I ain't shame. I brought people in here to kill folks in St. Louis. That's how deep I know about this stuff. My wife asked me to call it off. I don't care about going to jail the rest of my life. That was my baby, man. Mm -hmm. That was my baby. I walk around with a tattoo with a, with a gavel on it. I got with Jimmy Edwards. Jimmy Edwards said Kim Gardner didn't send me nothing. Louis Reed told me Kim Gardner didn't send me nothing. We got letters that we CC to her, that she said CC to her, she'll get to them. She never gave nobody no letter. And she never will, Ronnie. She never will. You know, it, it, so I, I'm, I'm these cases saying, happen all the time. When it's you're dealing with horrible. a demon like that, that demon needs to go. That's right. And thank God for you for speaking up you know, and speaking out and being the voice of so I ain't gonna put no many other parents. On, put my glasses on. I tell her in her face, she need to go. I don't care about her bodyguards, none of that. I've been through that with them. And like I told them, you ever put your hands on me and I live again. You'll never put your hands on me no more. Ronnie, can you put groups together to go protest downtown? Because I, you know, I, there's. I, have, have you seen the groups that show up from the communities that let, say let they support me. her? Let me, let me explain something to you. I don't believe in a group for one reason. If they got a felon and they need a favor and the pastor needs some money on a Sunday, all of them going to fade away. My daddy told me to stand by myself and I'm a powerful man standing by myself because they can't talk. And the media get them all the information and all the talking and I still be standing out there by myself. I don't need a group, man. I'm a group by myself. Seriously. Good Seriously. You, I don't I, I don't need I don't need people that got warrants and all that with me. I just need me. I can speak for me. I don't even have my kids on the side of me. Cause I can live, I can I can take a hit. If it's my last day in this world, I don't care, man. I hear you, Ronnie. The only reason I bring up the group fact is that there are a lot of times there's, there's more strength than numbers as strong as you are. But, but, but guess what? I scare them by myself. Why? Because they don't know what's in here. You, they don't know what's in here. Well, vote. you are a good, you, you're a good parent. Well, I know you're going to be a good voice. parent, Ronnie. You're going to be following this case. I know yeah, that much. I'm, I'm, I'm on this case. I'm serious. You call me anytime. She got to go. I don't care if she looked the color of me. She got to go. She ain't worth being in St. Louis no more. No, we agree with You're you, right. Ronnie. Ronnie, She's do you know other to families? Too many, too many people want to say, Ken Gardner, they they playing racism. What color am I? Exactly. What color am I? You're the same That's color she is. how much I stand. I stand on me. What color am I? You color are the don't same mean color. nothing. You better see what color your heart is. Amen. Ronnie, have you met other parents who've been through what you're through, going through? They're scared. They're scared to stand up. 
You That's gotta, sad. You, what? Know, you know what, man? I'm a car dealer. I ain't even shame. I'm a car wholesaler. I talked to one of the fathers coming to the auction. Me and him talk. I said, man, why you ain't on the news? Your daughter got killed. Oh, man, I, I can't do that. Man, you can't do that for your daughter? Man, get the hell away from me. Mm-hmm. Get the hell away from me. Because you're a coward. That's what's wrong with us. We cowards. But we're right, And then as soon as, soon as Caucasians kill one of us, oh, man, that white cop killed one of us. We kill each other every night. Y'all ain't protesting. Y'all ain't burning up nothing. It needs to be said, and I'm glad you're saying it. And that's you why I'm me? glad you contacted me. I'm telling me. you, I will come on seven days a week. I ain't scared of nothing. You have such a strong you are such a strong voice for the community. You know? I know I know there oh. are people out there who back you. I know there are, but you're right. They're too scared. They're cowards. They, they, they're scared. If I go I was at the biggest church, the biggest church in St. Louis. I was at Greater Grace Church. Mm-hmm. Listen to me good. I was at Greater Grace Church off 270. Bishop Larry L. Jones wouldn't even stand by me and my son's funeral, man. Sent, a, sent another minister. Stumbled over my name and I was a member. I ain't got time for fake people, man. I can go to heaven or I can go to hell. I ain't going to know where I go till I get to either one. So to sit up and act like I'm scared of something, I ain't him. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I I can't put that on. Ronnie, oh. Ronnie, I have to interrupt you real quick, man. If you get a new circuit attorney in office or some sort of state-run police situation in St. Louis, do you think there's an opportunity to find justice for your son? Yes, I do. I do, too. I do, too, Ronnie. You, I do, too. You know why? You know why I feel like that? Seriously? Because one thing about it, my personality don't defile that I hate people. I love everybody. I deal with everybody. I just have to deal with the new prosecuting attorney. I have to deal with the police and hope the prosecuting attorney deal with the police and respect the police, respect their honor of their job, their time, what they're taking away from their family to, to solve something for me. And as a man, they don't mind sitting down trying to get to the bottom of it is better than anything. And if I never, if I never, I want to put this out there, if I never, ever get justice from Breon Robinson, my son, I get justice to get Kim Gordon out. And that's like a jewel to me. Wow. Hey, hey before we let you go, you talk to me. That's Bri- like a jewel to me. When when I, I tell people this, if it's the last thing I want to see is when they say, gone. And I hope you get that. I we need too. to work towards that, Ronnie. We absolutely so, need to work so, for that. So, so, so to sit up and say, all oh, this, all and all, it ain't just about bringing all these other cases out there. Yeah, I'm not the only father, but guess what? Y'all got some fathers that don't want to stand up. You know why they don't want to stand up? They'd rather go sue the police department, blame the police department, get a check, then go shut up. You can't pay me to shut up. That's the problem. You don't pay me to shut up about my child. That's right. Ronnie, how often how often do you talk to Breon about this? I talk to Breon all the time, man. I don't try to pull up my sleeve. I got my son's name on my on my tattoo, man. 
That's no, how, that's how that's how long me and my boy is. If you can see it. Yeah, we got it. That's good work, man. So so guess what, man? I carry him everywhere I go. This ain't this is real to me. I'm a, my kids affected. My grandkids affected. My mom affected. 80, 85 years old. I tell people this all the time. I'm glad my dad gone. My dad was in Illinois police for 30 years. I'm glad he gone. Because he would have been made me do wrong by now if she didn't want it. And then she would he would have been in her office saying, y'all ain't finna prosecute my son. That's how strong I've been because of my dad. My daddy at Jefferson Burris, he did not play. Hey, real quick before we let you go. Um, do you think local media, national media, print, radio, TV is doing it, it out. is doing enough on put it out. You can you can put this on Facebook, you can put it on my Instagram, you can put it out. You can send me the link I I put to my Facebook. I ain't worried about what people criticize, say. I don't care they when I leave this world, I'm not going to know who looked down on me. So why worry about what you got to say? Say what you want. I, I wish everyone was like you, Ronnie. I don't need your song at my funeral. I don't need you sitting there crying. I tell my wife, if, if I leave here, have me a great side at 7.30 where ain't nobody up but me. That's how I care about life. We need more of you, Ronnie. Yeah, you, I appreciate you're doing the right thing. You are absolutely 100% doing the right thing. Yeah, I appreciate it. That's why I'm glad my buddy Kevin called me and Told me, hey, Ronnie, I got you. My buddy Mike Koslack called me. Yeah, I'm throwing names because I got people that love me for me. They took me in as family. And guess what? They ain't my color either. But they took me in as family. But then people see me, Ronnie, you too hard, man. You you shouldn't say that, man. You should you don't get don't get hurt out here. I said, hurt me. You better not miss. Because I'm for going you. where I want to go. I hear you, bro. Good for you. Good for you. And you're saying the things that many of us think that this is not about police officers being mean to black people. This was a black on black crime, and Kim Gardner is also black, and she is not defending you, who is black. Thank you for saying that. Hey, I, I say this all the time. If Kim Gardner really had the best interest of St. Louis, a 17-year-old girl that I've been praying for, that a car dealer give her a car, help her out, remodel their house from St. Louis, reach out financially. That could have been my granddaughter. I got a 21-year-old granddaughter. That could have been my granddaughter. I don't have, I got a 13-year-old granddaughter, 15-year-old granddaughter. I got 12 grandkids. That's pitiful. And it That's will be, pitiful. and Ronnie, it will be somebody else's granddaughter. So, so, so for, so for them to sit back in that office and act like it's nothing, they should be shamed. I don't put this on tape. When she thought that I was going to go against the police, she wanted me to have a meeting in her office with her people. Bach, he ain't even there no more. The state's attorney. He was the. He was like, man, let's get to the bottom of this. They 
They wanted to pull our phones, pull pull everything. He ain't even there no more. How you how you gonna lose so many prosecuting attorneys and get that kind of money? Where that money going? Come on, y'all people talk that noise. How how you gonna break your monitor on your leg that many times and don't go back to jail? How many times? That's right. Exactly. You're exactly right. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna hit home with this. How many times you gonna come in your office and worry about nothing and you got papers on your desk? Ronnie, have you talked to the the Missouri AG, Andrew Bailey, about any of this? No, I'm waiting on them. So you need a phone call. Yeah, I'll hook you up. Okay. I'll, I'll hook you up in this office. I'm, wait, I'm, I'm waiting on anybody that really wants to, to deal with Ronnie Robinson. I'm waiting. Ronnie. And, and Good for mind, you, Ronnie. Wait, I don't mind going on a question. I, I Look, I gave Kim a, a, a tape. I sent I think I sent you a picture of me putting it in her box. I put a CD in there. I put this on the CD. I said I go under oak on what I heard on the street. And how I got this information off the street, I put my own money out there. Crime stoppers talking about they what they don't do. Y'all ain't gonna put up no five thousand dollars. I listened to that lie. I went and talked to Monica. I played all them games. Every game in St. Louis, I walked through the picture. But when you put your own money up to junkies, junkies gonna tell you the truth. Remember that. I know how to get next to junkies because guess what? That's what's out here in St. Louis. Right. You're they don't know they standing up for Kim. Some of them passengers, some of them passengers bust hell wide open. Talking about standing up with Kim and hold a Bible. Niggas, you crazy. You got to be crazy. You're speaking so I much said, truth. When Bob Romantic was on, if he was still living, he'll be I'll be right there next to him. You know why? Because Bob Romantic rolled with my daddy for the first 10 years of police department. Bob Romantic was like a partner to me. The Grand Reaper was my boy. He bragged on me, Ronnie Robinson. Everybody loved Ronnie Robinson when I did a charity golf tournament for kids with cancer. That's how I got my name out there. They can pull me up. I did charity golf tournament for kids with cancer. I gave toys away. I built myself. I ain't no NBA player, NFL, no. I'm a real father and a real person. Well, we're going to keep in touch with you, my friend. We are. And I'm glad we had a chance to meet you because what people need to get out of this when somebody goes to the tragedy somebody goes to this heartache unimaginable heartache of losing their son having their son murdered and then on top of it be treated as you said that you have been treated by why me why me why with a mother and a father of a of a child that's been killed you met with us four times and i met with her two times after that by myself her secretary, her secretary, Miss Edwards, knew me by my voice. Miss Edwards, her secretary, knew me by my voice. That's how much I talked to them. Miss Edwards used to be like, hey, how you doing, Mr. Robinson? Oh, I'm doing good. Kim in. Oh, hey, Mr. Robinson, I, I, you get my tape? No, not yet. But then you want to play games. You played, you played all the games you could play. And this ain't no game to, to me. I want Kim Gardner out. The games have we got to stop. 
the games the have got to stop. You you play the game, but I'm playing to take your income. I'm a father that wants you out. Good for you, Ronnie. I wish more people would stand up just like you are. Like they, I say, I'm so you, sorry for the loss of your son. You, you can go get them, but you know what they'll do? Soon they pick them out of them on the, on the picture. Oh, he got a warrant. Oh, you know him? You know him? Oh, he that's what's the name's child. You need to talk to him. Don't be around that boy. I'm not a boy. I'm a grown man. This ain't scared. That's why I stand by myself. If you want to know something, I know what you will never know. And you know what that is? I ain't scared of nothing. Good nothing. for you, Ronnie. If I had to go back to the dumpster where they put my baby, I stand at that dumpster because I tell them all the time, his spirit is up there and spirit live on with me. Ronnie, no and one should lose a child. No one should lose a child that manner and then feel so helpless like you do and that the prosecutor is not helping you. So I'm glad you reached out to Vic because he does know some people and um, I too will try to call the AG because I think that's who you need to talk to next is to Andrew well, I, Bailey. I, 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 I appreciate it and and uh, I lead this out there. Uh, my wife, I got to get it up to Rhonda Robinson. I mean, to see a mother, some days good, some days bad, some days she just want to be to herself. She went out and she put her feelings in a book. She wrote a book. The Fruit of the Spirit is about a book about her son, Bria. And she put it in a book. And, and we pushed the books out there and we sold the books. And we had book signings and throughout St. Louis and, and Illinois. Uh, she wrote her second book, Fruit of the Spirit. You deal with her son. And she let her know that she, she letting people know how she feel as a mother. And that's all you can basically do when you get to that point, when you get to that point of life, you know, tell people how you feel. And she she did it in a book. And uh, it, it, all y'all can get a book. And uh, we, don't, we don't push this. I mean, I ain't going nowhere. I ain't going nowhere. When when y'all when y'all had a victory party, I want to make sure when I walk in, they know Ronnie Robinson showed up, too. I will be at the victory party. I'm claiming the victory party. We're going to keep you. Hey, not only we're going to keep in touch with you, um, we'll have you back on. I know this is, uh, you're the one, you're, you're a face. You're a face of the situation. Your son is a face of the situation that's going that's, on. That's my boy, though. And mm -hmm. as we say goodbye to you. Uh, that's my boy. Your, your passion was so good. We wanted to see your face first. But before we got out of here today, we wanted to um, show our audience on uh, on our, our video audience, our listening audience uh, on podcast from an audio standpoint, can't see it, but our video audience can see your son. And um, all we can say is we pray for you. There's nothing we can say that's going to make you feel any different than what you feel after five years of this nonsense. So um, Ronnie Robinson, we'll continue to stay in touch with him. And we appreciate you and thank you for being straight up. Thank, thank all y'all for just allowing me to come on and, as they say, give me a give me a morning vent before I lose it. But I'm I'm so happy every time I cut the news on. It's it's about Kim. It's about Kim. When they tell me she gone, yeah, hey, I tell anybody I ain't drunk a bottle of Tanqueray in almost <laughs> four five months. I might have to have me one. Just have a big the, party. <laughs> we'll come to your party. We'll have one party with you, Ronnie. With you. Well, I'm glad you're smiling before you get out of here because I wanted to tell you. Uh, I, 
Uh, I, 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 hey, I, I'm always going to smile because I got to say something funny when it comes to Kim. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good she for on you. her way out. And I'm so happy she on her way out, but I had to let people know. I ain't nobody to play with. Tell her her show is on. Ronnie Robinson show. Well, Thank you. You worked out your, you, and you worked out your technical side from your car. Excellent. A plus. Hey, hey man. You do what you got to do when you got to do it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, have a great day, man. We'll talk to you later. Thank you, okay, Ronnie. Thank you. All right. Okay. What a heartbreaking uh, story. I, I, I don't, Hard my heart. emotions were up and down and all around. It's hard to I, even I find the words oh. to say. But we want to, that's what cancelthisshow.com is about. We want to have the conversations and in-depth conversations that you just don't hear everywhere else. The, the, the people who aren't afraid to come out and talk about mm -hmm. the stories that need to be talked about. Not intentionally trying to offend people, but telling the true stories, getting the true emotion. And how often do you hear... People like him getting to tell their story on local news. Very Never. rarely. Or local radio or anything and mm -hmm. not ripping anybody. It's just, man, we need to do a better job, all of us, at putting people like this on platforms to tell their stories. Do you remember, Vic, back when we were on the edge? We had a mother that called in and, and had a very similar story. Her son had been killed. Oh, yeah. Do you remember yes, that? Yes, I do. Yes. She was so heartbroken and she wanted Kim Gardner out of office. <sighs> Good point. And well I said. don't know if anything ever happened, but she went through the same process as Ronnie has with, the Kim, with Kim Gardner in her office. And that is they have detectives outworking these cases and they can interview people, they can take statements, they can go out and door knock and they can get answers, they can present the case in court, but because Kim Gardner has them on her exclusion list, those cases will never be heard. Yeah, the other thing too that I need to bring up and before we just run to a break, I looked at her comment line, I saw Drew said he was a racist or he said that his because best Because of Bob friend, Romanek. Bob, let me, if you didn't know who Bob Romanek was, Bob Romanek used the N-word on radio. And he would call a lot of people that. So obviously, and I talked to Bob, I knew Bob. And I'm telling you right now, Bob had one of the biggest hearts when it came to helping people. I told Bob I didn't think that he should be using the word on radio. He eventually was, quote, canceled. His ownership group was put out um, because he would say there were people... It was a very hardcore way of presenting things, but guess what this man also did? Nobody was in the inner city helping people, giving his own money. He would work and give his own money to help families and people like Ronnie and so many uh, hundreds of African-American families lived and breathe and were able to breathe and move on and have some sort of life because of Bob Romano. And he had a large following so in the black community. So if you take Bob and what he said, yes, you could call it racist. But if you looked at his actions and what he was doing every single day and while he was sick, very sick, before he passed away, guess what? He was in the inner cities. He was in East St. Louis. He was in North St. Louis. He was making sure people had money. He was making sure they had food. So it's, it's always easy to stand on the sidelines and rip people when you don't know the full story and you don't sit down and have a conversation with somebody. It's easy to do a, no pun intended, drive-by saying or a drive-by uh, commentary on somebody without knowing facts just getting some some details so before you start i mean that man is a black man talking about bob romanic who was a white man being the real deal so once again you may not agree with politics and you may not agree with the word heard but you got to look at the actions so anyway uh, that's passion that's unbridled passion and that's hurt yes he's anger you think you guys would be angry too if you lost a son 
and you dealt with the situation like he's been dealing with in St. Louis City? Yeah, I think so as well. The grief is just, it's insurmountable. I could, I mean, I could feel it through him. Mm-hmm. There And there really just are no words. There are no words. Well, this is He deserves this. justice. Cancelthisshow.com will continue to follow that story. Scotty Gherkin here, Lizzie Sparks, um, Tabitha Assos here, and Vic Faust. Eric Johnson not coming in today. Uh, his son had a motorcycle accident. We Everything's fine. We think everything's fine. Band member. Oh, oh, it was band member. Oh, I thought it was his son. Sorry. That's okay. I didn't realize that. Um so uh, for one of his good friends, so he can't. He's not going to be in today. He's dealing with that. We'll continue to follow that whole situation from PRL. Anyway, um, when we come back after this quick break, um, Holly Holm. She is a UFC very popular female fighter. She had a fight this weekend. She won. Just wait till you hear what she said regarding trans, the trans push on kids. Uh, we'll talk about Andrew Bailey, the governor, or excuse me, the attorney general of the state of Missouri, what he's done with some phone numbers. We'll show some maps when it comes to the clinics, the trans clinics that are being pushed out there. Might blow your mind. Oh, yeah. Fauci, the fraudster coming to St. Louis. We're going to let you know when and why he's coming and who invited him. Ho, ho, ho. You can't make this stuff up. Um, we'll also have the latest on the Trump situation as well. Okay. Packed over hour already, taking a little bit of a, a later break, but we'll be back with more canceltheshow.com right after this. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. March 27th. Glad you're coming in for the second hour of Cancel This, canceltheshow.com. Once again, we thank uh, all of our partners that we were just showing you, our sponsors, our advertisers, and Complete Auto Body and Repair, Complete Auto Body and Repair. Curtis Marks and crew, they have six locations, six facilities across the St. Louis area. Climate Controlled, that's right, the best auto body shops you're going to find. Climate Controlled situations new one in Cottleville and St. Peter's they're looking for technicians of all kinds they pay great you're not going to find a better place to work if you know somebody or if you are a technician right now get over to complete auto body and repair they're also a show sponsor as we kickstart our hour with complete auto body and repair you can catch them at completeab.com once again completeab.com let them know you heard about them from canceltheshow.com also, with that being said, you can also jump in and check out all of our original content online at canceltheshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 a.m. Central and all the time on our website as well, our evergreen content there, so you can check it out. And if you have listened uh, in the past, that's great. If you're just new, you can also go back and see the episodes that we have done as well. So we are building a library that we think is unmatched, and that's what we continue to try to do, bringing you the best guests that we can as well. Okay, with that being said as well, Scotty Gherkin here, engineer, producer on the boards. We've got Lizzie Sparks. We've also got Tabitha Hassel. By the way, Scotty, you've been running around with a million things to do in the first hour. Um, you can always bring your camera in too because people liked seeing you last week, right? <laughs> you can always do that as well, just reminding you. Sure, keep lying to me, Vic. Yeah. <laughs> no, they do. People like you, Scott. Oh, God darn you, people gosh, like me. Gosh darn it, people like me. I can't see you as good over here. Um, I'm an I Eric know, spot. Yeah. Computer gets in the I way. I can only it, see the top of your head. <laughs> it, it happens. Well, <laughs> Sorry. Whoa. Anyway, first hour, 
It's what we do best. We bring you the stories and we try to talk about the things that you're just not seeing in national media, in local media, and eh, some radio for that matter as well. Keeping in point with that. Uh, If you don't, Tabitha, you're kind of my, well, no, you're under. You're not really my gauge because you don't know a lot about sports and you don't care to know. (laughs) And that's fine. Have you ever heard of Holly Holm? I've heard the name, yes. Yeah, she, she, her big claim to fame was when Ronda Rousey in the UFC was big actress, and I remember all, all the, of that. Ronda and I was remember the unbeatable. Fight. Holly like knocked her out with. I a watched kick. the fight. Stop it! I did. What you don't know basic sports, but you watched a UFC because it women's was a. Fight? Re- I actually like UFC, and it was a big fight. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, that, you blew my mind. Yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, well, Holly, um, you know, she won the title. She lost it. She won it back. She's still fighting. Well, she fought over the weekend. She won another major fight. Uh, I had heard some interviews with her. Just just love her. Very, very, she, she's tenacious in the ring, but a very sweet woman. Uh, over the weekend, after having a fight, she wasn't asked anything about trans kids. Of course, you're not asking UFC fighters about political issues. But for whatever reason... UFC, more than any other sport, their men and their women, they talk and they bring up things in their post fights, not being asked. You had a fighter in the last few months go, yeah, where's the Epstein log? When's that going to be announced? After he wins a fight. We've had other fighters talk about the, the stupidity of the current president in regards to how we're handling this country. Um, you've had other ones speak up in regards to our relationships with China. Holly Holm decided to go after those who are trying to, quote, indoctrinate kids, even if their hearts feel like they're doing the right things for their kids by taking them to trans clinics. Here's what Holly had to say in her post-fight when asked about the fight. She turned it into the trans education story. I just feel it's really sad all the sexualization of our children right now, and we need to protect them. Whatever that may be, let's protect the children, please. Do anything we can Good for her. How about that? Holly Holm, after she just won a fight. And if you're just getting back, because I know we're on a break, we'll play it again. Just a moment. We're we're trying to talk about what she said though. But Holly Holm, she knew she was ready. She's like, if I win this fight. I'm going out and I'm talking about it. That just wasn't by chance. She was ready to rock and roll to let people know. So this whole trans situation that we've been talking about when it comes to education for kids, not adults, kids, and the sexualization of what kids are going through more so than any of us adults. And that's a good word for it. it. It is sexualization. People are starting to refer to it as LGBTQ propaganda, and they're starting to call it Exactly that, an early sexualization of children by making children, force force children to think about sexual things at such an early age. I ne- I've never seen anything like it. It's absolutely crazy. I saw something over the weekend that I believe it was in 2007, there was only two like clinics for transgender. 
And just last year, there's one in every single state now. So that obviously is propaganda because we're talking to children. We've got parents convinced now that their child's a boy or a girl. So what happened, obviously, in between 2007 and now is exactly what you said, Tabitha. It's over-sexualization of children. And Scotty, we have more people coming back um, in from break right now, as I can see um, from all of the platforms, people jumping back in. That's one thing that I love having a chance to see during our live audience. You can see everybody jumping back in. Um, as Kevin from the Facebook line says, yeah, uh, corporate-owned LeBron would never even think about mentioning something like that. You see it in the UFC because they don't get fined. They don't have somebody yelling at them. They, don't, they know they can speak freely and not be, quote, canceled. But you're starting to see some other situations. I mean, the Chicago Blackhawks canceled their pregame pride jersey skate situation because people started to stand up. All it takes is a voice like Holly's. Can we play Holly's one more time? Holly Holm after her fight, how she was going after. This is all it takes. You, It, it helps when you have a bigger name. But everyday people can start to speak up as well, just yeah. like Holly did. And it's not about it's not about adults. This is about children. Mm-hmm. I just feel it's really sad all the sexualization of our children right now and we need to protect them. Whatever that may be, let's protect the children, please. Do anything we can All right, thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. And just know that there are media outlets who would attack us and others for saying that it's wrong to allow kids or to promote kids or to push kids into trans surgeries the majority under the age of, of 18. You know, Vic, the majority of gay people agree with us. Yes. Protect the children. And that is their goal, too, is to protect the children. It's not about your choices as an adult with what you choose to do. It is about the fact that these are children who have not even reached puberty in many cases, being able and forced into these crazy situations. And, you know, I mean, somebody gave a great analogy the other day. It kind of reminded me of Eric. And they were talking about if your child wanted to have a nose job, okay, when they were seven years old, would you allow them to do it? You know, if they if they decided they wanted to be a pirate and then they wanted their leg cut off and have a wooden leg, would you allow them to do it? No. No. Of course not. Of course not. And then we find out over the weekend that Missouri Attorney General Andrew Bailey, and I'm looking for that number, and I'll try to find it before the end of the show, but allegedly he has a number now you can call. It is a state number by contacting his website, uh, the Missouri Attorney General's website, or their office. If you hear of clinics, if you hear of any medical person or non-person, no, non-medical person, giving blockers, uh, offering advice on how to do a trans surgery in the state of Missouri. So Andrew Bailey has doubled down on this. People like it. Some people don't like it. But he has doubled down. So now there is a hotline number to help people try to fight against everything that's going on when it comes to trans education, trans situations for kids. Once again, these are kids, not adults, for kids. So there is a phone number from that standpoint as well. With that being said, I'm looking, yeah, I can't find it right now. I'm not sure about other states. Um, I'm looking for it right now. I just know that 
Andrew Bailey. Yeah, I, I can't find it right now. But that's when you want to talk about how do you fight back? How do you help? You do things like this. Well, that's stepping up to protect the children is what Andrew Bailey is doing. And it's exactly what needs to be done because we have so many situations where parents are going out on message boards, on social media platforms. They're talking to people like us and they're saying, hey, I'm hearing this kid or this kid or this kid is getting puberty blockers without parental consent. The guidance counselors are lying to parents. We have these uh, gender centers lying to parents. They need a hotline for they, they need someone that they can that they can report this to. Well, there are people though. There are still people, and I guess it's the it's the climate that we live in. There are St. Louisans, there are Kansas Cityans, there are Missourians who are ripping, I repeat, ripping Andrew Bailey for what he has done and what he is trying to do. Um, you're, you're called a hater. You're, you're called, you're, you're out of touch. You're said that um, you just want to, you, you, you're an overzealous Christian. Um, these are some of the things that Andrew Bailey and or people who say that kids should not have the opportunity to do puberty blockers and or surgeries are being called. Vic, I have some information about that. If you want the number. Oh, please. Yep. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. You're so right. the, the number, the hotline number, it, if you're on Facebook it, or, or if you're on anything, it keeps getting taken down. But it is telling you. To what? Hunt. It is. It, it keeps every time you find it, it pops down. However, here's ways that you can contact, according to uh, the Missouri General's office. For consumer protection, you can email consumer.help at A-G-O dot mo dot gov and then there's also you can actually directly call his office which is 573-751-3321 and i will put this all on the, the thank feed. you lizzie no problem the other i just if people i don't know if people remember i met andrew bailey at an event here months and months ago when we were first starting this show and I came in the next day and I told everybody in this room and I told everybody on this show who was listening and listening live and taped, I was excited. And I know you guys remember me saying this with this new attorney general. I remember because I said, damn, this guy's got some energy. And I think, cause there were several people, several, I mean, listeners that were kind of, Oh, I don't know. Eric Schmidt was so good or Eric Schmidt did this. And Eric Schmidt was all over the media and whether the lawsuits went through or not, he was giving that image that he was doing something for the state of Missouri. His critics say he was given images. Uh, that his supporter said Eric Schmidt was a rock star AG. There is absolutely no doubt that Andrew Bailey is picked up where he has left off. There, there's no doubt. I mean, he is all over the place and that's his job. But he doesn't have to be putting out phone numbers for people to contact. I, I just think that that's an attorney general that's going above and beyond. I do. He absolutely I, I is. It's what, great. Yeah. When is the election coming up? Is that, I think it's a little while from now. No, it's not anytime soon. Two years, a year, two Yeah, years. it's a ways away. Um, once again, he wasn't elected yet. He was Correct. selected. But he will uh, be elected, Governor, don't you think? But, Eric, absolutely. But, but once again, Eric Schmidt wasn't elected to the Missouri Attorney General role, he was he picked that up too when Josh Hawley went off. Yes. So, but you're right. Bailey is doing a phenomenal job. He really is. So, um, that's now. I mean, who would have thought that Attorney Generals would be in this realm, in this arena, fighting these sorts of things? And once again, we're not a mean show. We're not trying to be mean. We're never. We're trying to talk about stories 
that are out there. These are what we're all, these are the kinds of things we're talking about in 2023 because these are the kinds of things that we're dealing with at home in our communities. Uh, look what's happening over in Illinois. Do you know in Illinois, they're trying to pass a law. It's it's already been, it's already, I believe, passed one one part and, and now it's heading off to the others. But I'll tell you what, they want to make sure that in every establishment, private businesses, government businesses, government buildings, et cetera, that they allow both men and women into any bathroom that has more than one stall. What? It's okay. not, it's okay. So, okay, you have so to let's repeat, backtrack you have to a little bit. This for me. Okay. Again. This I'm is sorry. a law that's, that's, that's already passed, I believe, the House in Illinois, and it's now moving on. And they, what their goal is, is they want... It's not going to be mandatory, but it is going to be optional for every business. They want every business and every government building in the entire state of Illinois to say that if you have more than one stall in a bathroom, you have to open that bathroom to men and women. It has to be a neutral bathroom, if that makes sense. It will not be forced upon what business about, owners. What about if the bathroom... But it gives them all the option. Oh my God. What if the bathroom has urinals? It doesn't matter. If there's more than, <laughs> if it's a multi-person bathroom, any business can say, I am going to call this a gender neutral bathroom. And it, they have to market that they, way too, don't well, they? Well, and it doesn't, ha if you were the business owner in Illinois, you, and this law passes and it probably will pass, you don't have to enforce this. But any business that wants to, can. Can. I remember when I owned a business under Obama and he just sent a letter out to every school in the state of Missouri saying the same thing. Like we had, but ours was supposed to be mandatory <laughs> that we had to make like these, these bathrooms the same way that you were referring to. And a bunch of us fought back and it got thrown out, but he was trying to do it. What? Gosh, seven, eight years ago. I was shocked. And Glenn said unisex, but they're not called unisex anymore. Now it's no. multi-sex. Multi-sex, yes. So. Because there's not two anymore. There's like 10. So business owners can do this as soon as they want to? Is, if the law passes, and it probably will pass, yes. I, I, I'm, I'm literally, I've, <laughs> after making some college visits and wondering what the hell's going on, looking at bathroom doors and what it says, I literally. I'm starting to go there. What am I going to see? Right. What am I going to see when I run to the restroom? I don't know who's going to be in there. Seriously, you have to start thinking about this. And, and it's where very you disconcerting. Are, what you may see when you go in or what you may deal with. And it's already happening here in Missouri. It is. It is. It's already happening here in Missouri. Keep that in mind. There are already many establishments within the state of Missouri in which it's a private business and a private business can say these are our only restrooms and they are all multi-sex. It's so weird. That has only happened to me once, but I went into a restroom at a Target and I had my daughter and I know it was a man dressed like a lady. I don't even know that it was a transgender. Kind of came out and just kind of was leering at my daughter. It was just, it just feels weird. It just, you know, that you know there's a man in there that's like five times the size of your 14-year-old leering at your daughter in the same bathroom. Well, true but transgenders... They don't bother me. I mean, well, 99% of transgenders are never going to hurt another child. Of any transgender people. Absolutely yeah. so. It's the creepy But people. it's the people who lie. Mm -hmm. Because Correct. there are Correct. cases out there where a man has said, 
yes. I'm transgender. And he goes and uses the restroom and then rape, rape literally here in St. Louis, raped a little 10 year old girl. Yes, it does happen. And, and you know, you'll, the only thing you can do, most businesses still have a single stall bathroom, like a family bathroom that you can still use. And, and that's so bizarre. For me, it's more about privacy. True. It's just more about privacy. I don't, I would prefer a single stall, whether it's women or men in there. I don't even care. Lizzie, it's while you privacy. were talking, I looked down at a comment and I was like, oh my gosh, that I had seen. Uh, I, I don't remember this story and I don't know if it got any attention, but allegedly Jefferson County College, the community college there, spent thousands of dollars for a bathroom because of one trans kid. And when the bathroom was finished, the kid quit. Oh my gosh, I hadn't heard that. I, I, I don't know, but one, once again, I mean, those are the kind of things that can happen. But I do um, believe that. A lot of school well, districts are doing that. But They're it, making it. And well, they it have to because of, back. because of Biden's new rule. They have the new Title IX, Title IX funding tied to gender-neutral bathrooms. Mm. Um, speaking of what has happened over the years, um, look at this map, uh, a transgender clinic map. And I guess this is why... Um, this has become such a hot button topic, a hot button issue. Uh, and once again, as we show you this map of the number of pediatric gender clinics in 2007, there was two. Is that what it looked like? Yeah, two. two. That's what I saw. It was two. Look where we are. Look where we were, you know, 15 years later as of last year. And you know, there's been more since 2022. I mean, look at that map where it is now. And once again, whether you want to talk right, you want to talk wrong, you want to talk what's good for you, what's not good for you. Uh, as a kid, this is pediatric, kids, kids, to try to change their sex. These aren't kids that are going in by themselves. It's not. The majority, if not all, are parents and guardians taking them in. Parents thinking this is what's best for their kids. That, to me, is a massive wrench in all of this because this isn't, quote, necessarily being forced on these kids. Parents have the last say. And these are parents saying, this is what we think is best for our kids. Think about that. The heartstrings that get involved. Well, you know, I want to do the right thing. I love my kids. It's it's tough. I, I I'm just for any parent that deals with this. I know it can be freaking excruciating. Um, there, I mean, so many parents have had over the years the difficult situation of dealing with a parent or dealing with a child that says, "Hey, I'm coming out of the closet. This is how I am." So I understand it from that standpoint. But think about this: these are the parents who are taking their kids and kids under eighteen to do this. Isn't that remarkable? It is, and, and it's such different. Is, it's such different issues. So, someone he sent me a message. They said, "Oh, you guys talk about this transgender stuff all the time. I'm gay. I don't support this myself. I, I don't see they. So many people don't see this as a gay issue, and then there's people who do. But this is strictly. It's about kids. It's about kids. It, it has nothing to do with what gender they've chosen. It's a fact that you're taking kids, parents taking kids, in to have their bodies mutilated. It's unbelievable." I, and what do we what do we do about it? How do we stop it? Well, it's it's being taken away in the state of Missouri, but once again, it's a state by state deal. 
you have to have attorney generals and or governors who are fighting against this. Correct, because it's part of the CRT curriculum. People don't understand that the critical race theory also, that's just part of the Marxist agenda that started back in the 1920s, that it's it keeps progressing. And so this propaganda is just part of it. And when we get critical race theory out, it will also take that propaganda out too. What are parents, uh, I, I put parents on the hot spot on this. I really do. And and you have to. I mean, what if what if it were your kid, Vic? If one of your, your boys came to you and said, I'm hey, glad dad, you asked. I didn't ask you to ask me, but I'm glad you yeah, asked. Yeah, hey, dad, I'm gay. Um, I, or uh, not even gay. Gay's different. Because it's not even. Yeah, this isn't a It's a not even about gay. It could be that I identify as a female. Yes. I identify as a female. I want to go and I want to start taking puberty blockers. I want to go in and I want to start having surgery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What would you say? We'd start the conversations with counseling. We'd start the situations with professionals. Um, and and you can rip me. You can tell me it's great. I don't care. We'd start the, the conversations. Why? The first thing, years of therapy. First of all, even if a child of mine said that they wanted to change, it wasn't happening until they became adult. Once they became an adult, they could go do whatever they chose to do. But when they're kids, when they're under 18 and they're <laughs> your responsibility, you better believe that I would show love to the, the, the utmost. And compassion. Even, even, and empathy, even if that child thought that you hated him. I didn't wish this on any parent, but there's no way in hell any child of mine would be changing their God-given sex. God-given, because this is a situation you either believe that God gave you your life or not. He's the ultimate creator, and God doesn't get anything wrong. Or you don't. And there you go, right there, easy. I, I, it's, it's not an easy situation to deal with, but it's an easy answer. And I think that you would probably approach it the same way, Tabitha. Oh, I, you know what? There's absolutely no question about it. It's it, these parents that go in, I can't even think of an excuse to justify it. It's, it's child abuse. It is body mutilation. It's just it, these parents, seriously, they need to be arrested. And it's crazy how many parents are standing up and fighting to have the right to take their children in and have these procedures done. I don't understand well, no, it. It's just you have to be willing to go through tough therapy. Therapy is good. I've been with therapy. Therapy works in a variety of situations. It can help. You need to talk. Our society, hopefully our society is getting better at that. I, I don't know where it comes or who the parents are that are doing this. If it's more mom, if it's more dad, are, are kids coming from, from families that, that are separated? Um, are they really going through lots of therapy? Who's doing the therapy? Um, are, are schools promoting something or p pushing you to do this or to do that? Uh, I, I do know it's not a situation that anybody, any parent, any kid. Oh, it would have to be so difficult. Wants to be in. But. And, and another place that it's coming from, according to my children, is everything that you said, Vic, but it's also on their phones. It's coming through their social media sites that is actually promoting that it's very cool to change your gender. And my daughter showed me one of those, and it's, it's so they can't go anywhere where it's not the cool thing to do. Just like Eric would say, there's, you know, it's the kids that might have been emo somewhere or the freak or the whatever. They're promoting it to children that are confused and you don't even have to be confused I think they're promoting it to anyone but like my kids look at it and go see mom this is where the kids are getting this so I agree with you Vic it's it probably comes from maybe in some instability in their life that maybe isn't even the child's fault at all but they're they're an easier target 
Yeah, I mean, it, it can happen. So we're going to continue to follow it. But we wanted to at least show you those three aspects of what happened and why we wanted to talk about that on our podcast today because of Holly Holm being willing to talk publicly about that situation. Also, over the weekend, um, when you talk about people who have big names or big platforms being willing to talk out, which is what you need, we all know what happened to J.K. Rowling. Remember, she said there's two, the Harry Potter fame. She said there's two genders and was getting obliterated. How dare you say that? Getting canceled by people worldwide. Um, thankfully, she was already at a level where she didn't, she had no idea. She didn't even think she was being any way like she was being, um, what's the word I'm looking Controversial? for? Controversial? Yes. Rigid? Yeah. Mean? Had no idea that people would take this in a bad way. And she's been dealing with this for well over a year now. Well, a very well-known biologist, Richard Dawkins, is now defending her as well. I saw that. Richard, a very well-known biologist, by the way, very respected, or at least he was before, defending her. Listen, people, there's two sexes, okay? There's not all this trans stuff, okay? Um, anyway, so there you go. It takes people, sometimes with the platform, to do it, but also on your local level as well, you know, average people like us to go out and say things and at least to educate people as best as we can. Is he the same guy? There was a comment I read under that, and I can't recall if it was him or someone else. Someone replied under that, that future humans someday will go back and they will dig and they will find our bodies. And when they go back and they look at our bodies, there's going to be, they're going to be identified as a male or a female. And that's it. He's like two genders. That's it. I didn't see that. Hmm, it, yeah, it was part of that same story, but I can't really? recall who said it. But I think that that's such a good point. It is such a good point because even if you're a man that turned yourself into a woman, when you die and they dig you up, you're still a man. You're not yeah. the woman that you become because genetically and biologically, that's who God made you. Well, Washington University was a school that became very much of a lightning rod for this whole situation about a month ago. Andrew Bailey, the Missouri Attorney General, uh, who started all of his work came because of a whistleblower who was working at WashU who said they were not only doing this and had clinics designated and all kinds of doctors, but also promoting it in high schools all across the place as well. Well, WashU now back in the news again. Some people think this is great. Some people think it's bad. WashU for their graduation ceremonies coming up. Lizzie, what day is this coming up? It is May the 15th. Okay, I was burying the lead just for a second. May 15th, Wash U's graduation ceremony. Their keynote speaker, Dr. Anthony Fauci. <laughs> That's crazy. In one way, it doesn't Two. surprise so, me at all. So I said this last week because Eric's like, well, people, don't you know people... Yeah, they see Fauci for what he is. And I'm like, he's still getting awards. He's still being praised. Despite all the evidence, despite everything from cupcakes and masking and you name it, Fauci is still on a whirlwind tour. He actually came out last week and said all the allegations and everything against him with all of the evidence. He's said something to the effect of like it was hogwash or something. And he was laughing, laughing at people dying in regard to saying it's not my fault he's going to wash you to be their keynote speaker so if anybody thinks that once again it's washington university is in 
it, it, it's a phenomenal educational school. We know that, but we it also, absolutely is. It is. Yes, yes. They One have of the some best in the country. Phenomenal doctors. You know that school and it produces some phenomenal doctors, phenomenal attorneys. And the reason we bring it up is just to let you know. Break down Anthony Fauci. They could have had anybody else, but they bring him in intentionally. Is that not a virtual signal regarding all of the controversy regarding the cupcake, regarding masking, no scientific evidence, people with the myocarditis? We're talking to surgeons all over the place, and we'll have one on the show in the next month. Um, we had George on before. We're going to work to get George again. He was great. George, uh, one of the you know the top cardiologists in, in the world in the country at least, who joined us on the show and said he would not have had his kids get cupcaked. Um, and he was willing to talk about it publicly. But to go out and choose him as your speaker? Okay, I've got a theory about this, and I could be dead wrong. Tell me what you guys think about this. All right, so you've got the Transgender Institute that's even here like at SLU, and they have it going on at WashU, and it's performed very often by WashU doctors. Then you've got Dr. Fra I call him Fraudji, coming here, and he's the one that I think did the whole hoax for money for pharma. So this, to me, all looks like WashU is just making a lot of money based upon both of these things. And that's why they're doing it. They don't need money. I don't know. People do anything for money. Even the richest Lizzie, people do no, stuff no, for no, money. No, no, no. I mean, but they're they're such a massive institution. I, I agree. But it's why are they doing this? Well, then? let's think about this. Fauci is the one for money. And I am sure he is getting paid a hefty sum to appear. Good that's point. not that's true. a that's free true. appearance. Probably a good point. That's yeah. not a yeah. free appearance. Yeah. Yep. That's true. Um, I, agree. I, I just saw what Jay said. He said, Wash U used to be a premier education for doctors. Now it's another woke indoctrination center. Absolutely. Yes, it can come well, across that way, Jay. But at the same point in time, if you want to be a doctor, I mean, it's one of the best places you can go to be a doc. It is. I mean, it, it is. It continues to be. It just is. You want to be, if you get trained at Wash U, my gosh. I mean, my gosh. That's people are climbing all over themselves anywhere to and, try to get into WashU. And WashU is not all bad. You know, they have some phenomenal... Yes. phenomenal Thank you, Tabitha. Well, they have, they have phenomenal clinics there, even to people who can't pay. They still have clinics set up at Washington University, and particularly for rare diseases, or or if, mm -hmm. let's say, if, even if, if you have kidney failure or liver failure and you can't afford to see a doctor, they have clinics at WashU where they will see you for free. They have educational... Uh, programs for doctors that treat rare diseases. It is still a phenomenal school, very woke school, but still a phenomenal school. It, it really is. And, and hospital. Well, guess what? Look at the Ivy League. I mean, <laughs> if you can get an education at an Ivy League school, I mean, if you can keep the, the, the freaking woke stuff out, the cancel culture out, which is difficult. I mean, who, I mean, I, I know people, oh, whatever, Vic. I mean, if you can get a chance to go to the Ivy League, are you kidding me? What a great opera. I mean, I know how it's being run in some senses, but they're all woke at all the Ivy them. League. They're and guess what? All of the them. University of Missouri in several cases, same thing. I just thought that this whole Fauci being the keynote speaker, I mean, could you really stand, I mean, could you really stand up and clap for him? The people at Wash, you will. But, but think about this. With what we know, the evidence, not just whether you're Republican or Democrat or like masks or not, look at the evidence. Not one controlled study ever showing that masks work. 
We now have issues where we're showing whether cupcakes work. We were told, including this, whether he meant to, he lied. He passed false information along, not once, not twice, but at least three times. Then you have all of the situations coming on with myocarditis. Then you look at, well, everything that he told us regarding the evidence, it's not there. And he's going to be treated as if he's a hero? And we're going to have you come to our school and be our keynote speaker and probably pay you a lot of money? That's Could exactly, you really uh, stand and clap? No. no. For Anthony Fauci? Heck no. You don't have to boo him. You don't have to be mean to people in life, especially if, you're, if it's not provoked. But at the same point in time... I would bet that the majority of these people see him as their hero. That's so... They look you already saw right... You already saw him. where I was going with that. Yes. They aspire to be him. Um, Kimberly says we should show up to the graduation and heckle him. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a believer in protesting, I, but at the same point in time, um, I don't know. Do whatever you want. Um, I, I'm a believer. You could stand there. You could hold signs. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Um, if you want to complain to Washington, but it doesn't do Peaceful anything. is the answer. Peaceful. Peaceful is the answer. Legally and peacefully. It's the same thing I've said with people who may go against or want to protest causes that maybe we agree with on this show. Um, peacefully and legally, that's how you do things. I, I'm just, I shouldn't be surprised, but to me, that's a school to everybody who's dealt with something basically sticking the middle finger up when there are so many great speakers you could have they're like okay here we're gonna give you we're gonna give you fauci are you kidding me that just seems what has he done to earn the right to even speak at wash u well he killed a lot of people well (laughs) so i mean ah anyway anyway i just saw todd said that kim gardner would be there shaking his hand Oh, for sure. Todd, you are spot on. You are spot on. Um, Bendy says to them, he is a great speaker. I I don't know. I mean, I just don't know. It frustrates me a little bit when I saw that he was on the list um, going there today. But oh, well, that's it. When's that again? May what? May 15th. So are there opportunities for people to protest then? I mean, can you legally go out and do things near the school? Yeah, you can stand out on the sidewalk because the sidewalk in most of that area are city streets. So you could stand there with signs or you could all put on a bunch of masks with, you know, Frouchy is a fraud or whatever on your masks and stand out there and have a sign. Hmm. Saying that is if you have a mask that may say that. Yeah, I don't have one, but I guess you could take a mask that you get at the doctor's office and use a permanent marker. But we try to give every voice here. We really do. Jamie says it's not fair to ruin those graduate ceremonies. I do agree with that. Just protest outside. I'm I'm with you on that one, yeah, because these people have worked so hard. No, I agree. To get to where they are. Yeah, now that's why we we try to talk to things. Absolutely. We talk talk to situations here. Although my daughter and son-in-law, they both graduated from SLU in law school, and the graduation was so woke that my son-in-law wouldn't walk. Where was this? Uh, SLU. So this is SLU, and they both graduated from law school there, and the graduation was so unbelievably woke and they would love Frouchy too that my son-in-law chose not to walk because he's a very conservative constitutionalist my daughter decided to do it but the look on her face was 
priceless. She had this big puss on her face the entire time because, and they both said they were very embarrassed at their graduation. So that if someone had come and protested and had, you know, like shouted it out that they didn't like what was going on, my family would have loved that, but we were probably in the minority there. But they would have loved the protest and the screaming and the hollering to tell them to knock it off because it was an obnoxious graduation. Well, we want all, all opinions here. I just looked down. I saw Lisa said, but if it was a conservative school, the left wouldn't care. That, well, they exactly wouldn't. Right. But we are better than that. That's correct. And I, I, I am the first person to say we need to fight fire with fire but not when it comes to hurting because a lot of these these graduates a lot of them they're kids too exactly you know and and they're i would rather just do it outside than inside and well, disrupt their graduation well the other thing is you know we want to we we try to get all voices heard here we do that's what we're about whether you agree we don't agree there's things that we disagree in this room uh quite often every day or we'll have two people <laughs> team up and three people on one uh four we'll be back people at it tomorrow when eric's here four people <laughs> Four people on one, you name it, whatever happens from that standpoint. So uh, we do. We appreciate everybody's voice in here. We're not trying to be mean. It's just the conversations that have to take place. I agree. And, you know, like I said, I'm the first person to say we have to fight fire with fire. And God knows we do. And we have to start stepping up to the plate. No question. No question about it. And and Jay on the chat line has been saying some really great things. And one of the things he was saying is because we always are the better person, this is why we're in the shape that we're in. I agree. Except Mm -hmm. outside of school events where children are involved, I'm completely with you, Jay. We have to start fighting fire with fire. But to me, when it comes to graduation ceremonies, these people have worked so hard to get where they are. Why disrupt that? You know, it's unfortunate that Fauci is going to be there. We all know what a fraud he is. Well, the other thing is you'll see local media. They're probably covering it or talking about it. And I've just always felt it's difficult to accept when you, if they do go and you have local media saying, oh, you can count on us. We care about you. But you're not giving all of the facts when it comes to the whole situation of which he was involved with. Um, you don't see local media apologizing for telling you and running all the stories that said, hey, if you get this cupcake, you're not going to spread the disease to somebody else, which was a lie. If you wear this, you're going to be protected. You know, own up, own up. And I just would not want to see that man being praised by local media of any kind just because he's here at WashU, forgetting about what's actually happened. Uh, things that he hasn't even apologized for, or at least admit to it, then we all move on. That's right. But none of that has actually happened or occurred. No, no. And and it's it's really so unfortunate, the role that he has played. And, you know, a lot of this was just about money. What was he making about? He's the highest paid person in the I, medical industry in know. the entire country. I don't know. And I believe he was, what, making 480 something thousand a year plus bonuses that were millions of dollars. And then he won that $1 million dollar Prize. Well, the speaking engagements are And the massive. speaking engagements and everything else he's doing. I mean, he's coming out of this probably a multimillionaire for sure. Uh, Bendy said over 400000 was the, the salary. So. That's I think, yeah, I think it was like 480 something thousand. Well, good for him. And then, and not only that, but many thousands in bonuses. Many thousands in there, bonuses. It's just over a long period of time, there was just a lot. I mean, and I repeat, a lot, a lot of wrong. A yes. lot of wrong. A lot wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us today for Cancel This, CancelThisShow.com. Um, Scotty Gherkin, great show. Lizzie, appreciate you being here as always. Tab of the Hassle. I'm Vic Faust. Um, we'll have Eric back in studio tomorrow. Um, thoughts and prayers for the lead singer of his band who was in a motorcycle accident. That's all we know. 
at this point in time, but I guess it happened this morning and kind of surprised, but I don't know. So I hoping and praying that Will is doing fine. I'm really, really hated yeah. to hear about what happened. No, it sounded serious that if Eric, was, it must be, we don't know any details. Yeah. We, must, we have no, it details. must've been serious because it must have, I can't come in. It's an emergency. I'm like, Oh, so it must be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, we appreciate it. Thanks again, guys, for listening to us, share the show, like the show, please check out our advertisers on our page. Cancel Check them out if you need to make any of those purchases. Let them know that you heard about them from canceltheshow.com. You can also donate to the show to help keep us doing what we're doing. It costs a lot of money to do what we're doing. So anyway, we appreciate it. Canceltheshow.com. You can check out all of those links. All right. We appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow for our Tuesday show.